VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Such an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week and to bring you such amazing guests through the airwaves that really help to create change in your life. And that's what it's all about. It's about positive awareness. and It's about making our world a better place, and certainly um, that's really what we do on this program. I have a wonderful guest. You can call in today at 866-472-5787. My guest is Dr. Christine Page, and she's a medical doctor who has been acclaimed as one of the greatest living mystics. The author of the groundbreaking books, including Frontiers of Health, she's known on both sides of the Atlantic for her teachings and pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. Her website is christinepage.com. Welcome, Christine. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you. And I know that um, you live in England, so you're on, but you're on our side of the Atlantic right now, aren't you? Well, I actually now live in San Francisco, which made things easier. But, oh. uh, yes, my, I am definitely from England, not for so long. I was, uh, I've only been over here for about six years now. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, we're going to talk today about your new book, which is Spiritual Alchemy. Mm-hmm. How to transform your life, and really, what you talk about is how we can change our lives right here and now, looking at sort of the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. I want to read something to you from your book and just have you comment. Good. You write about the ancient people. You say that they all agree on one thing: that we're in a period of the great shift, and that in 1987 we had the harmonic convergence, and we saw a big change in our priorities. And it was time to remember and connect. But now, the 21st of December in 2012 will be the end of the Mayan calendar. And we have to wonder what this evolved civilization knew of our time and what they would think of their offspring 5,000 years after the creation of their calendar. And so I guess that's the question, is where is the connection there? Why do we have to go back to the Mayan calendar and to the harmonic convergence? Why is that so important, Christine? Hmm, very good question. We are actually at an end not only of this 5,000-year-old Mayan calendar, but also of a 26,000-year cycle. And the Mayans knew this, and so did most indigenous people or ancient people that I've ever met. And they see this as the most important time. As for the Mayans, they see it as the end of what they call their fourth world and the beginning of the world of their fifth sun. And what most say is that at this period of time, around 2012, this 21st of December 2012, the sun, and obviously because we're so close to the sun in in effort, um, we are the closest we have been to the galactic center, the heart of the Great Mother for the last 26,000 years. Mm. And the galactic mother, or the heart of the Great Mother, is seen as the source of creation. And so it's literally saying, if you want to create your reality, if you really want to create a life that you've, you've always longed for, there is going to be no better time for the next 26,000 years. So this is the time when we want to clear out the past 
look at our stories, learn from our stories, and find who we are so that we can then move forward for the future. Mm-hmm. And the issue I see there, and in so many of the interviews I do, is that so many presenters and authors talk about how do we release the past? How do we forgive the past? How do we not carry those wounds with us? Well, Address my, that. And my way of looking at it is, if you are this wonderful creator that you are, a divine being, then there would be nothing that you have created that you did by pure coincidence. Now, that's a very big statement I'm making, but I'm also making it from having worked with thousands of people, and it is not saying you cause the problem, but if it was created for some reason that you would therefore benefit and grow through it as a soul, then I'm going to say, let's look at why you created it, learn from it, and then we can let it go. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the true meaning of forgiveness. Because so much- what you're saying is if these things have happened to us, they haven't happened haphazardly. Absolutely. There's a reason so we can learn from them. Absolutely. And what we call it is the gems of your wisdom. You know, we said, so we say to them, so what did you learn? What, what's the wisdom you gained? And we're very bad at doing that. We, we have a tendency, something happens, and we want to pull away from it, understandably. And then it well, happens again and again and again, and we go... Why does it keep happening? Well, that's the question that needs to be asked. Well, and I think the other part of that is not just uh, not do we not just pull away from it, but we blame and shame others. It's not us. It's their fault. Absolutely. And, you know, you could say when someone says to me, well, I'm on my fifth marriage, and, you know, what I found out is men, women are all whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, possibly the problem is with us. Mm-hmm. And it's not with someone else. And, and, of course, it's easy to see that in other people. Uh, it's always harder to see it in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how those past memories and those past issues that happened to us are stored, in a sense, in our body. And how do we help work through that? Well, the, what I feel is that if we have created these, these situations, there mm-hmm. are times in which it isn't the situation that's the problem. It's how we deal with it. So I, as a doctor, and a doctor now of almost 30 years, have watched how people have created illnesses in order to get them out of a situation that was intolerable. Now, someone listening may say, no, surely that wouldn't happen. But I have, again, thousands of stories. When I say to people, what was going on when you get sick or got sick, they tell me, I know why I have cancer. And what they would tell me, it's not just about uh, the message of the disease, although that's very strong in my teaching. It's also they say, you know, if I hadn't had that, that illness, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to, or it got me yes. out of a difficult situation. Yes. Yeah. The, the one thing I want to ask, though, because I think this, um, this has come up, and it's come up often in people who've watched the movie The Secret. I'm sure you know right. about The Secret. Yes. So, is that... When we look at that we create a reality, then if we do get an illness, sometimes we blame ourselves. Well, it's my fault. I created the whole thing. And How I'm, do you feel about that? I'm saying, I have to tell you that I've given this talk all over the world, and the only people who ask me that are doctors. When I'm talking to cancer patients, they say, why didn't someone tell me this earlier? Mm. And I'm saying, if you run out of gas and your little light flashes, and then you don't take notice of it. You just put a little piece of tape over the flashing light, Mm -hmm. and then you run out of gas. Are you then going to say, I'm not to blame? 
Mm-hmm. And that's what illness is. Many, many times we have a little light flashing, a warning sign. And what I see is that that is the intuition, our higher self, our, our most loving part of us trying to get our attention. But instead we just overshadow it, we do something else, we put ourselves into denial. And the body says, I love you so much, I'm going to stop you doing something mm-hmm. that's so destructive. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, you'll hear stories of people saying, you know, I can't understand this. This person dropped out of a heart attack and they were so healthy. Yes. They win and they, I mean, know that, you know, of course, you're not hearing from the person. You're hearing it from someone else. Exactly. Who says, how could that happen? I mean, they were just, they ate well and they were in shape and all of a sudden one day they got a heart attack. How does that happen? Well, of course, I have to say we all have to die of something. And I've worked with people of all ages and I've, I've watched people say, my time's finished. I had a nine-day-old baby whose only purpose was to bring the family together. Mm. And on the ninth day, when this couple, who had not spoken to each other for 20 years, mm. came around the bed, the baby passed. Wow. And on the day that the, the funeral happened, one set of grandmothers or, gra- or grandmother took some photos. And she showed me the photos. She showed me the family. And then she showed me the small gravestone. And there was just bright light coming out of the grave. Mm. That was the purpose mm. of the baby. Powerful. Life. Powerful. Now, in your book, you talk about purpose, purpose of our lives on a soul level. How can you help people, help our listeners understand what you mean having purpose on a soul level? How is that different from just having the intent? One of the problems with intention, or, or, uh, which, of course, is being spoken about a lot, is that you have to, from the point of intention, deciding what you want, I want a better job, or I want, you don't know the parts of you that are still hidden. And part of the work I'm doing with my husband when we're looking at people's astrology is that we're saying is, if you aren't open to all parts of your nature, how can you ever create an intention from those hidden parts? Mm. And so many a time I'll say to people, forget putting out an intention, as I say, I want a new job, I want this. Say, I want to live for my highest intention mm-hmm. and then get out of your own way. Because and that's where the soul part comes in. That's it. I want to come from my soul's intention. Because if the following day your boss phones up and he says you're fired, you have to accept that where you were wasn't the best for your soul's intention. Mm. Oh, and powerful. that's trusting your intuition. And, uh, I, you know, my decision to come to the States happened after my mother passed in, just at the end of 1999. And, in fact, I was in grief, and a friend said to me, so what are you going to do? I was living in England. She said, are you going to start up a clinic? And I said, I'm going to America. And I went, oh, I'm going to America. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I, but I followed it without a job or did, uh, a need to Did you have any doubt? Did you, did you, did fears creep up and doubt when they you did didn't. that? They didn't because I've had this before, and I, I also have to laugh that my friends and family supported packing my bags, so I have to worry about that. But um, <laughs> the fact is that when I got here, and people would say, why are you here? I didn't know, but I knew I had to be here. And, of course, then things came, and I found, you know, the work came out towards me, my home, my husband. So I did know I needed to be here. So you met your husband when you came here, when you made the move. Absolutely. Isn't that something? But mm. at the time, I had to trust the, 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 the inside me that I knew I had to make a, dif- a different choice than I had before. Mm. Fascinating. 
Uh, I have a whole other subject to start, but we're going to take a break. So let me ask you this. If people want to know more about your conferences and your seminars, Christine, mm-hmm. tell us about that. Uh, they can certainly go to my website, www.christinepage.com, and just click on to the seminars. And we're always happy to put people on a mailing list if they want to leave us those details. And you speak all over the country. In December, you spoke at Hilton Head, I was at Hilton South Carolina. Head, and at the moment, I'm in Boston, and I'm about to speak in both D.C. and then on in Santa Fe this, this month. And you do seminars and retreats? Seminars, retreats. Uh, I do some individual sessions, although my books are quite full, but I do soul readings if people are interested. Mm, Fascinating. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, um, you can give us a call at 866-472-5788. My guest is Dr. Christine Cage, who is a medical doctor who's been acclaimed as one of the greatest living mystics. The author of the groundbreaking books include Frontiers of Health. She's known on both sides of the Atlantic for her teachings of pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. We're talking about her new book, Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life. Norman Sheely says Christine Cage is one of the great living mystics. And Carolyn Mace, author of, author of Anatomy of a Spirit, says positively inspirational. Christine Page's book is an invitation to explore the alchemist within, and I highly encourage all to read it who have an appetite for electric transformation. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Christine Page about um, when we have aches and pains and ailments and how we can work through those. And she'll give us some great tips and wisdom. So folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. 
Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I just want to tell you all I've been doing this work now 25 years. I started in 1982 on cable television on Positive People program. Me, well, nobody wants to hear this stuff. They want negative sensationalism. And I've stayed with it all these years, and now everybody wants to hear it. And I've worked with television and now with radio for the past 10 years and five here on the Internet and Voice America. And I'm very honored to um, have my symbol of the bumblebee, which pollinates through the airwaves and brings the honey and the good things to you to help transform your life. You can call us at 866-472-5788. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can log on to voiceamerica.com or to raskinresources.com, and all of the shows are archived on both sites. Uh, it'll take, give you the link. When you go to my site and you go to radio, it'll link you right up to the Voice America site, and you can listen to all the shows that have been on in the past couple of years at least. My guest today is Dr. Christine Page, a medical doctor who's been acclaimed as one of the greatest living mystics. The author of groundbreaking books, including Frontiers of Health, she's known on both sides of the Atlantic for her teachings and the pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. You can log on to christinepage.com. We're talking about her newest book, Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life. Welcome back, Christine. Thank you. All right, let's talk about illness. Um, Let's talk about common illnesses that happen. Uh, heart disease, cancer, and those are some big ones. Uh, and then let's talk about other things like strokes, Alzheimer's. Now, there are the things that we learn to live with as we get older, such as arthritis, diabetes, chronic pain, lower back pain, and the list goes on and on. And even for those of us who are healthy, many of us from time to time get pain, um, have ailments, uh, colds, the flu. Speak to these. Is there a common denominator here with all of this? And that's a big list you've given me there, Patricia. And what I want to say is that each illness, each person has uh, a link to their illness. I would say that my first book, Frontiers of Health, and the work I did very much looks at illnesses. As a doctor, I looked, and I also looked from my intuitive center and said, there is a reason why people get sick and that the pathology behind each illness is relevant so that when we see a block in the blood vessels going to the heart muscle, we see it as a heart attack, I as a doctor then say, well, that's interesting. What is it that's blocked here? And whether people know it or not, the heart actually gets fed by its own blood supply during the relaxation phase of the heart, not during the active phase. And that made me say, wow, that means relaxation is really important for the heart. And, of course, that then makes me look at the people who get heart attacks. And what we know, and we've known since 1975, 
is that the commonest time for heart attacks is between nine and eight and nine a.m. on a Monday morning, when people are getting up and going, oh, it's work again. And when they did these studies, they showed that there was a significant level where people's heart wasn't in their work anymore, mm. where they felt alone. And if you've read or you know, looked at the Dean Ornish work, that yeah. loneliness is a huge feature in heart disease. Mm. And as I often say, you can be lonely in a crowd. You can be surrounded by people. I remember a man saying to me, I've spoken to you more in this hour than I've spoken to my wife in 25 years. Mm. And now I look at cell phones and I look at, a, at the Internet and I wonder whether or not we're communicating better or are we still failing to have the sort of communication that involves eye contact, maybe physical touch. That really You're talking heart. about connectedness. We're lacking connectedness. And, of course, that for the heart is very relevant. And so what we know is, and Dean Ornish showed when you put people together, it wasn't just that they meditated together and ate together. They were together and that the lowest incident of heart disease is in communities where everybody knows who they are and where they're connected. Mm. Little Irish communities in Pennsylvania, so, you know, we know about those studies. Mm. What about, we've yeah. lost the heart right. of a city. <laughs> what about cancer, Christine? Cancer has a big story, and a lot of the immune issues account for who am I. So... As I look at it from the chakra point of view, we're looking at the solar plexus relating to the heart. And cancer, along with many of the other immune problems, autoimmune illnesses, fibromyalgia, we look at how well do you know yourself? And there is no doubt that there is a sense with the cancer where someone spends more time, one could say, trying to please others than to please themselves. Now, we often say, and a lot of my family died of cancer, they're such nice people. Mm -hmm. Well, I fancy them getting sick. And I often want to say, I wish they hadn't been so nice. Actually, being angry or being a little bit dis 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 unhappy about the way things are going is very good for the soul. It doesn't mean you rant and rave all the time, but you make a choice to say, I won't always be thinking of others first. I will think of myself. And I've seen people with cancer... Uh, both make decisions not to tell their family in case they upset them or say, right, if I've got two weak months to live, which I remember one lady telling me with a brain tumor, she said, fine, I'm going to go home. I'm going to throw out that partner that I really never got on with. I'm going to tell my son he can't bring his washing here. And I'm going to put a message on my voicemail saying, unless you've got something really cheery to say, don't even leave a message. Mm. We know two years later she's doing really well. She's got no friends, but she's doing well. And I, and I make a joke of that because I'm saying is she made a decision to make a difference. Now, does that mean that if someone dies of cancer, they're not making that decision? No, I'm not looking at death as a failure. But I am saying being nice and conceding always to somebody else when you've got cancer is not a good thing to do. And stuffing it inside. Stuffing it, we're seeing, yeah. Yeah, and let's talk about the stuffing parts and the stuffing it inside. Obesity is such an issue, particularly mm. in America. Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? And again, several, and I want to just say to the listeners, there's several different reasons. But as you say, I've had people say that when I was a child, though when they were a child, when anything difficult came up, someone gave them something to eat or a yes. bottle to put in their mouth, yes. a pacifier. And so when there was grief, quick, get that food, stuff the mouth. 
and many, many children were fed in order to keep them quiet. And you see it today, where maybe going around a supermarket, you're watching the child eating something just so they won't disturb what's going on. Then you get people who actually become obese because being attractive, and I'm not saying that obese isn't attractive, I'm just saying they will tell me I feel less attractive being obese, so therefore I don't have to face my body. And maybe if they were abused, they don't like their body and they don't want anybody being attracted to it. And so I've seen people actually create scenarios with their bodies so that they will not be put in the situation. Well, of, could it be that, it be but it also, is there a piece, though, that's more, um, I don't, I, I'm going to use the word practical, in that we're eating the wrong foods that aren't nutritious and we're not moving our bodies enough? I mean, could it be that as well? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And you just want, have to wonder why we have foods which are so full of sugar. I mean, even... Uh, Bread is full, more sh full of sugar than we ever have in Europe. Uh, we have so much sugar in the... F and no wonder there's so much diabetes because the pancreas eventually doesn't want to work better. And we have kids who aren't now going out and running around. We all know that's a problem. They're spending much more time either on the computer or in front of the computer. Yes, yes. So absolutely. Yes. And, and it's a habit of, you know, of, of not only the children but of the, ad the adults as well where people don't walk as much. You know, and if you, and I'm working on a project in my community that's revolving around history and celebrations of history, and if you talk to folks who were here like 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you hear such different stories. You hear how, you know, they'd walk in each other's houses and borrow a cup of something, a cup of flour, and they'd leave a note. The kids would go out and they'd swim and they'd play on the dock and they'd come home after dark and the parents didn't worry. But it was almost like a, um, an intrinsic, if you will, neighborhood watch where everybody knew everything, and you just don't see any of that today. No, absolutely. Uh, we were just talking about that here and just wondering how much community spirit there is. If we do run into, you know, we've got the storms here in the northeast and just how many people would step up for others, and I'm sure many do, but it's often we don't know our neighbors as we used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Much more difficult. Yeah, um, it brings to mind a story that I must share. I interviewed a woman, I believe her name is Leslie Haskin, who wrote a book about her experience at, sub at Ground Zero at 9-11. Mm. And she talked about the people that were in the building in the Trade Center and how when the building shook, she said it was like one, one mass consciousness. They all moved together. Mm. She said she saw people saving each other mm. and staying with each other as they were dying. I mean, mm. she said she saw things that were unbelievable that she'd never seen before in this time of incredible tragedy. Right, right. And I believe this is our future, and that might sound dramatic, but as I see the, this change that I'm talking about of 26,000 years, we are going to be forced to come together because we're all talking about unity, but the unity may need to be forced upon us by situations where we're brought together to consider each other because only mm -hmm. together will we survive, not on our own. Okay, we're going to take a break. My guest today is Christine Page. She's the author of the new book, Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life. Dr. Christine Page is a medical doctor who's been acclaimed as one of the greatest living mystics. She's the author of the groundbreaking books, including Frontiers of Health, and she's known on both sides of the Atlantic for her teachings and pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. 
Her website is christinepage.com. When we come back, we're going to talk more about common ailments and what they mean and what we can do about them and how we can really look at how we live our lives um, from a spiritual point of view as well as a practical point of view and understand really what's happening in that process from a wonderful spiritual and very conscious medical doctor, Dr. Christine Page. And, again, log on to christinepage.com. And if you have a question for Dr. Page, give us a call, 800 not 800, but, you're, but we're close, 866-472-5788. If you're listening on Monday, April 16th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Steve, right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. VoiceAmerica.com When we are back, you are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say that I love being on Voice America because Voice America believes that the Internet is the future, the future is now, and the future is now. And we're all here, and I believed that when I started five years ago. And that's why I do my program, Positive Living, which brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you lead the life that you want. You can give us a call today live on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, at 866-472-5788. My guest is Dr. Christine Page. She's the author of the new book, Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life. 
Dr. Christine Page is a medical doctor who's been acclaimed as one of the great living mystics. She's the author of the groundbreaking books, including Frontiers of Health. And her teachings and pioneering ways combines modern science and ancient wisdom. And you can log on to christinepage.com. And here's what Dr. Norman Shealy says. A modern map of the journey we must all take to fulfill cosmic yearning. And Larry Dossey, MD, says, Dr. Page combines ancient insights and modern science in a way that will help readers reach new depths of understanding and fulfillment. Welcome back, Christine. Thank you. All right. You know, one of the things I said to you during the break, and I want to say this on air because, you know, from interviewing so many people that I have, what I really resonate with in your style and just in your sort of energy is you're very gentle about all this. You're not beating people up over the head. You're not saying, well, you know, if you didn't think that way, you wouldn't have this. You're very loving and accepting about this. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think it's, again, having been, uh, been with so many people with my job, uh, I know what a struggle it is to, to make changes. And I certainly don't wish anybody to feel that they are, as I say, more, give them more blame. This is not about blame. It's about bringing a, a greater joy to their life, a greater ease to their life. Yeah. And sometimes oh, we have to get over that hill to get there. Well, I want to read a story from your book about the body speaks, because we've been talking about the body. Mm-hmm. And there are several really good ones, but let me... Um, let me read you this one, because I think a lot of people can resonate with this. A lot of us have low back problems. Now, here's a story from your book. Joy had suffered with persistent lower back problems for a year, for years, and nothing seemed to improve the situation. Spoke to the back of the pain that Joy was experiencing and asked whether there was a message as to why this part of the body was expressing the problem. My job in Joy's life is to support her wherever she chooses to go, but I find she's constantly holding herself back with fears, and frankly, I feel exhausted. Every time I think we're making progress, she pulls back, and I'm left holding all of the unused potential. As usual, I asked if there was a part of the body that felt able to help, and the throat immediately saw its opening. And the throat said, Usually, often, as I often feel redundant, I can help to express your needs more clearly, track the help that will support you when you feel scared or uncertain. Joy was amazed that her body knew the pattern of not speaking up and of refusing to ask for help as she thought she kept it so well hidden. She realized that she used her painful back to get the sympathy and support she required rather than expressing this through her voice. Today, that day she vowed to communicate her feelings and to help let in, and she never looked back. Talk about that. Mm. I find the body is just such a, a wonderful expressor and one of the statements I would make is that the body is a better friend to the soul than it is to the personality. Mm. And I will say that it even loves you so much it will die for you. Mm. And so it, it, it challenges me when I hear people talking about they're battling the body or the body's let them down or the body is the enemy because truly I've watched the body be a much better friend to us than we are to mm. ourselves often. Mm. Here are some questions in your book. If you have digestion, where are you having difficulty digesting something? If you're having difficulty eating, what are you being asked to hear? If your joints are stiff, where does the stiffness exist within you? And when the body speaks an intuitive truth, which is the individual knows the accurate at the core, I often hear you, you are writing, I often see tears 
or looks that say, aha, Mm -hmm. when this transformation occurs. Mm -hmm. Comments? The first thing that I do when I'm working with someone is to bring this idea that the body is a friend, that the body isn't the enemy. And again, having done this many times, I found most people's bodies will go, yeah, that's, that's true, it's, it's true. And when this work is done, and it may not be clear again to the listener, is that what we're doing is we're asking the question to the person, and through the person's mouth, they are giving the voice of the body. part of the body. Yeah. And yeah. we found it's very simple, and from, from children right through to people who are elderly, the body wants, it, it's waiting to talk to us. It, it, when you say that and you talked about how the body really takes care of us and is our protector when we listen, I um, was involved in a very stressful project and I just was feeling actually um, verbally attacked. And so when that happens to me, my stomach gets into knots. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really feel the body start shutting down. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that happened a couple times and during the times that happened, when I ate something, I it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that I had an ulcer. Mm-hmm. I would get pains in my stomach, and I would I would just I, I couldn't digest the food. My stomach would bloat, mm-hmm. and I realized that I was I was really in a sense shutting down because I was allowing whatever that was that I was hearing to actually attack me physically in that in that stomach part of my body, mm-hmm. and I was you know aware enough to know that. But I still had to go through that whole process, right. and it took a little while. Absolutely. So I've nothing against people, you know, not necessarily what you would have done in this situation, but maybe people take antacids at that time. And I'm going, that's wonderful, as long as you're appreciating that it isn't necessarily the food that you're not digesting, it may be the situation. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's Here's such the- an important area, that solar plexus area. Oh, and I tell you, whenever I feel, because um, I have some childhood issues around um, just not feeling good enough or low self-esteem or being criticized, right. and so whenever that happens for me, I, I mean, actually, it's like somebody has punched me in the stomach. Absolutely. I get that physical sensation. Yep, yep. And then, and then it's as though I feel like uh, my chakras just shut down, and I go into like this almost in in my sense, I feel like this little girl in a fetal position, yep. all rolled up. Yep. And it's an awful feeling because then I start to feel powerless. Yeah. Yep. And I, it's like I can't, I can't move. Right. It's almost like you become immobilized. Absolutely. It's really, it's really not a great place. <laughs> it, it isn't. It isn't. And of course, we do it in a very limited way by just putting our hands across our stomach when we get threatened in such ways. Mm. But you're taking it to that extreme, and I know, you know, the one thing I would say to people is try and send their energy down into the feet. Because your feet, and I don't think there's a coincidence that it's called our soul, <laughs> that when you can get your soul on the ground, you start mm. to feel that you can uncurl a little. Interesting. Now, what I'm describing, is that common, this yes. reaction that I had? Yes. And exactly what I was about to say was the solar plexus is all about self-worth. And mm. it is the place where the more dysfunctional your childhood, and I don't know whether or not that's true for you, Patricia, but, the, the, you know, the solar plexus or the stomach area, we call it, is like a large satellite dish that picks up information. Mm. And as a normal child, a functional child, 
And that's the area where we pick up nonverbal communication. We watch as some, we smile, someone smiles back, and we pick up the signs that tell us we're doing okay. But in a dysfunctional family, we don't get those signs or they are inappropriate or they are inaccurate or they don't always come in the way we would like. And so a child's solar plexus, this little satellite dish, develops overly in those non-functional families. And so well, we can learn to read this. I mean, even though this may happen again, once I'm aware, it may not happen for as long, correct? Absolutely. And what I would be saying is that because you're picking up nonverbal communication, mm -hmm. the, the key to it is, first of all, to make sure that you speak, and very much like the Lady Joy you just wrote, uh, spoke about, mm -hmm. because many a time someone who is using their senses, their psychic senses, to pick up information in order to be safe doesn't speak. So we need to do reality checks with people and say, you know, I'm not feeling good about this situation. Could you, could we speak about this? Because otherwise what we're doing is going into a mode of action that will just keep us from sometimes even discussing it. We're just disappearing into our shame, into our feeling of inadequacy. And then what happens is that we sometimes it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. Because we don't do our best and we're not performing the function because we shut down. Exactly. So then the other person becomes right, and we become the bad kid that, exactly. that they're saying we are. And we can, I can tell you that, you know, we, I could say to you, well, you need to just love yourself, but actually in those moments it's really difficult. <laughs> so the most important things are either, as I say, to feel your feet on the ground because that gives you the solidity of belonging, and then speak and let people know what you're feeling. It doesn't matter. It, you may not even discuss that. You may say, I just need time away from this situation. But you need to put yourself back in control of the situation. Mm, fascinating. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what are some of the new exciting doors for preventive care and what are some of the things that we really need to do. And there are some wonderful points in Dr. Page's book, Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life, that I'm going to read back and have Dr. Page comment on them. My guest is Dr. Christine Page. She's a medical doctor who's been acclaimed one of the greatest living mystics. The author of the groundbreaking books, including Frontiers of Health, she's known on both sides of the Atlantic for her teachings and pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. Visit her website at christinepage.com. And you can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Well, your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most 
recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on voiceamericaradio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Living the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Say Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And that's what I believe, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical strategies and positive principles to help you live the kind of life you want. Today is a shining example of that. You can call us at 866-472-5788. Positive Living is on Voice America, and it's on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And I just want to say that over the past five years, Voice America has grown so much, triple and quadruple fold, and it's really amazing the power of the Internet, and I'm so happy we have these kinds of programs on that can inspire all of us and enlighten everybody. My guest today is Christine Page. She's a medical doctor who's been acclaimed as one of the greatest living mystics. She's the author of the groundbreaking book, including Frontiers of Health, and she's known for her teachings and pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. Her website is christinepage.com, and the book we're talking about today is her new book, Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. All right. I want to read you. These are points that you have about kind of opening doors for preventative care that will really help us in terms of finding our purpose. Mm -hmm. All right. And then I'd like you to comment on these. Listening to and honoring the body's consciousness expressed through the various energetic entities, and recognizing they are often closer to soul awareness than our own busy little minds. Talk about that one. <laughs> I think that's uh, somewhat of what we were discussing, is that the body truly is more focused on your well-being than perhaps you are at that moment. And simple things, we know when we put some food in our stomach that perhaps wasn't the most appropriate choice, the stomach will soon let us know. And we were probably just too busy to be thinking in a different way. 
So it really is listening to those signals. And it isn't always about fixing. And I want to say that the body getting sick doesn't need fixing. Sometimes you just need time out. So sometimes we get minor ailments. And I know that I tell people, don't use those words, I need a break, because I see many people fracture something because they need a break. Mm -hmm. And you're laid up and putting your feet up for a while. So very much the body will hear you what you've been saying, and I'm sure we've all had those times when we say, oof, I just need this, and the body will provide you with what it is that you're asking for. And sometimes it doesn't need fixing, it just needs listening to. Okay, good. The next one, finding, this is important, finding those with whom we can communicate and connect through a common theme or frequency, whether found in family, the community, or friends. We're coming, we're not maybe coming to it, but I'm sure more and more people are noticing that there are things that we see and people that have been around us who are of a different frequency than we are. Now, that may just be that you you turn on the television and you go, I just can't watch that anymore. I just don't want that energy in my life. Or it may be that you go out and you're with someone who you've known for years and you go and see them because it's duty, but you come home drained. And it isn't judging those people as being good or bad. It's just saying, actually, that frequency, that energy doesn't work around me anymore, and I need to honor that. Because there's times when we just need to say goodbye, thank you, we've had a great time, but it isn't going to work, and there will be other people that very much connect to us in a better way. And if we can only do that, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have those issues with the boundaries and, and find that it's hard for us to do that. I, I hear you, and, and it comes down to respecting and honoring yourself. And I know those are words, but I'm saying, why would you put yourself in a situation where you feel drained and you feel disrespected many a time or dishonored? It's like, that's crazy. We wouldn't teach our children that way of life, so why do we do it as adults? So true. Okay, third one. There are five. Developing a healthy self-esteem without which we are unable to reach out and make connections, whether with ourselves, other people, the nature kingdoms, or divine consciousness. So self-esteem, when we were talking about that with the solar plexus, is very much about saying it is okay to feel good about yourself. And I meet many people who have been told, don't be a big head, don't show off, nobody wants to hear about you, think of others before you think of yourself. And these statements perhaps had some va- well, have some value on some level, but on another level fail to say, and it's wonderful to be the divine, unique being that you are. Mm-hmm. And I now talk about celebrating yourself rather than even having gratitude. Because I, maybe I was brought up with, you've always got to be grateful. And behind that gratefulness was this statement that I actually didn't deserve this. I should just be grateful for it. And so I started saying, well, actually I'm going to celebrate And I encourage people for this good self-esteem to say, I'm celebrating this. And I can't think of anybody or any divine being that wouldn't absolutely be so happy if we just celebrated what we had rather than felt we shouldn't. So good self-esteem means celebration. All right. Wonderful. Number four, respecting all life for only through this will we as humans survive. Nature does not give up its light energy freely but only asks that we ask in humility and with a view to cooperation. Mm. This is the same, uh, my concept about respecting everything, celebrating everything. I believe, and I'm looking out on beauty outside the window here, just how much 
that the nature kingdoms want to support us. And I feel that they're not asking much. They're just saying, please respect what we have to offer. Respect that when you go out and pick up a flower, ask that flower if it wants to be with us. Ask that stone. Respect that without the nature kingdoms, we truly will not survive. And it's somewhat of our arrogance as human beings to believe that all of that is just for us. So it's respecting as we would want to be respected by other human beings. Eating live foods and not merely vitamins or minerals, which most of us have been stripped of their connection to the very plant that brought them life. It is through our ability to make connections, or in other words, to love, that true health is achieved, and such a skill can never be substituted by the ingestion of a synthetic chemical. And, and all I would say is that the purest form of energy and nutrition literally is to be with loving people, connecting with loving people, connecting with life forces. And the next best thing is to eat food that at least has seen uh, the ground in the last few weeks, if not the last few days, mm-hmm. or an animal that hasn't suffered in its life. Mm-hmm. And we have many ways in which we need to change the processing of our food, in which we at least, if we are eat meat eaters, we eat those animals that have been taken care of, or we eat the food that hasn't been in the container for mm-hmm. months on end. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's valuing our body in the same way. Well, this has been such a wonderful interview, and it's coming to a close. If you had one thing to leave our listeners with today, what is your message, Christine Page? My message would be to, to truly love yourself, to connect to yourself, and know how much there is love for you around at any point if you want to reach out to it. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank Very you. inspirational. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you. Next week, my guest is Dan Millman, who is the author of the best-selling book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Dan is a former world gymnast, Stanford coach, martial arts instructor, and college professor. After half a lifetime of exploring the heart of various wisdom traditions, he has dedicated his life to bringing greater clarity, purpose, meaning, and perspective to men and women of all walks of life. And he speaks worldwide, presenting practical ways to live with a peaceful heart and warrior spirit. We're going to talk about his new book, Wisdom of the Peaceful Warrior, a companion book to the book that changes lives. And you can log on to danmillman.com. Folks, for Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, stay connected, be around people that you love and love you, and know that you can make your dreams come true. Until next time. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Have a great day. VoiceAmerica.com, your news talk information radio network. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.